0: I was never up to date on politics. I was never up to date on like what's happening in our world today. And this teen generation is all about that. They know everything that's happening. They want to talk about what's happening. They want a voice in what's happening.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Rocket Feather podcast, the podcast for people who are curious about things that matter. I'm Charles Matthews.
2: And I'm Kelly Roberts.
1: And this week's episode we're really excited about because we've been seeing and we know you've been seeing a lot of teens in the news, and maybe you're wondering, What's up with that? Greta Thunberg was on the cover of Time Magazine as Person of the Year. There was a lot of folks in the news from the the Parkland group, the, the Never Again movement, Black Lives Matter, all these young people. Green Ra- New Deal. Green New Deal, yeah. Sunrise Movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these passionate young people raising their voices. And we're wondering, if you're wondering, what's going on? So,
2: yeah, so we have a couple of local teenagers here with us. For this episode and we were very impressed with what they had to say and how they said it they are stepping up to face challenges that their generation is dealing with and they're helping each other
1: yeah they're waiting in they're being courageous their voices are being heard it's it's happening right here in our little town in arizona and i'm guessing it's happening all around the nation. So if you're Mm kind of curious about what's going on with teens, why they're motivated, why they're angry, why they're scared, uh, take a listen to this podcast. But first, you better run through the checklist.
2: Make sure everything is as it should be.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Last time I didn't press record, but I did. That
2: needs to be on the checklist.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Mics are hot? Check. The recording device actually recording? Check. The cats are secured. Check. And caffeine is at optimal levels. Amen. (laughs) Amen. We are Go Go for for launch. Launch. Welcome to the Rocket Feather Podcast. This is Charles Matthews. I'm checking in, feeling excited, a little nervous for the number of people in the studio right now. And this is my 15th podcast, and I'm in.
2: Uh, this is Kelly, and I'm checking in, feeling happy and excited. Mm-hmm. Actually, better by the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe this is my 14th podcast, and I am in.
1: Because there was one that I did that you didn't get to do.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's okay. <laughs> All right.
3: Uh, my name's Emma. I am a high school student in Prescott, and I am on the Teen Advisory Council, and I'm feeling... A little all over the place, but pretty excited being here because this is my first time doing a publicity thing kind of like this big. So uh, it's pretty exciting and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Um, I'm Mackenzie McIntyre. I work at the Launchpad Teen Center. I've worked there for about two years now in many different roles. Um, Right now, what is my role? I am the Teen Advisory Council Coordinator. among among other things, I have a lot of different hats I wear there. Um, but right now, that's my main focus.
1: Yeah, and how many podcasts have you been on? Um, zero. Zero, <laughs> and Emma.
3: Uh, I wrote one for school once, but this is my first professional one.
1: Awesome, awesome! Ooh, professional. <laughs> we're
2: professional. <Yeah. laughs> I mean,
3: somewhat. <laughs> it's so yeah.
2: cool.
1: Yeah, we've made a dollar twenty-three on this podcast so far. I thought far. we were up to a dollar forty-eight. Dollar forty-eight. Okay. Great. Maybe. Great.
4: Uh, I'm Shannon. I am a high school senior in Prescott, also, and I'm a part of the Teen Advisory Council, brought by the Launchpad. Um, I'm feeling. Pretty good. I've also never been on any podcast. I just made one for school.
1: Great. Great. Fantastic. And I'm excited. Well, first of all, just full disclosure, this is the second time through the introduction because I did not press record the first
2: time through. So it'll be a while again before you forget to press record, probably. I I have learned
1: something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Learner friendly. As as the bumper sticker used to say on the back of my old truck, oh no, not another learning experience.
2: But... there it is, but
1: there it is. So there's it turns always out, another. Turns out you need to press record. Um, but I'm really excited. As I was saying earlier, <laughs> this is the first intergenerational podcast that we've been a part of, and we were reflecting that Kelly, who's a venerate podcast listener.
2: Yeah, I don't think I've listened to any that had teenagers and um, multiple generations on purpose. Yeah, on purpose. Yeah.
1: Right. Sometimes they show up.
2: Well, there's sometimes. Old people and middle-aged people. Yeah, but okay, boomer. Yeah, <laughs> um,
1: and uh, as I was saying earlier too, like if, as I was reflecting before this show started, if we don't have a multi generational experience, if there's any community that's not got a dun- you know, a bunch of different age people in it, it's a dead, it's a dead community. It's not going to go anywhere. So,
2: and if it doesn't have a bunch of different perspectives in it, right, that are all being heard and and worked with, it's it's going to be a weak society. A
1: weak society for sure. So we're really excited that you all are here. Thank you for for taking time out of your busy day. I know that the work that I've done with teenagers, some of the times we hear people complaining about how lazy teenagers are. And my experience with teenagers was never that.
3: Mm-mm.
1: I was always very clear that teenagers are busier than anybody I knew. So thanks for taking time out of your day to be here. Um, I think we want to know a little bit about what the Teen Advisory Council is. You both mentioned it a little bit. Can can somebody describe what the, what the TAC is?
4: Um, TAC is a—basically there's 10 teens that are brought um, from all different schools. We run campaigns to bring awareness to, like, just all sorts of, like, problems and issues that affect teens predominantly in Yavapai County.
1: Awesome. Great. Great. And, Mackenzie, you were responsible for getting this off the ground, or did some teens come to you, or how did that all um, happen?
0: Yeah. So, actually, I— tried to start the teen advisory council, um, in the fall of 2018, kind of ran for it. I just went for it. I had four teenagers on this council and i also had no vision. I'm like, I don't even know what a teen advisory council does. I'm like, we'll just do some cool things. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah. Um, and so we had, we had our first meeting and I had two, two middle schoolers and then I had two high schoolers and no money. Um, mm. I realized fast with no funds and like also little vision, like. It won't work out. So I kind of, kind of, it just slowly trickled off within two weeks. Oh, that was yeah, quick. Yeah, it was yeah. really quick. And then, so I graduated from Prescott College with my bachelor's in psychology. But with that, Courtney Oster felt for my senior project I had to do with them. She was like, "Do you want to retry the Teen Advisory Council?" And I was like, "I don't know." Like, and she's like, "Well, will money make a difference?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, well, that will help <laughs> for sure." So we got this grant. And so then I'm like, okay, I'll take the summer. I researched a bunch of things. And with researching, I watched the Launchpad, like their vision came out of this, um, the Neutral Zone, Mm -hmm. which is a nonprofit teen center that is run out of Michigan. They have a teen advisory council. They call it YAC, which stands for the Youth Advisory Council. Um, so I got in touch with a couple of those people and talked to them and did a webinar and got some of their resources and kind of gave it gave the Teen Advisory Council a different spin. We called ours the Teen Advisory Council. Because Kinda-
1: Yak is kind of a terrible name.
0: Mm-hmm. It's It's a little different, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I gave it kind of a Launchpad off and like brought yeah. the Launchpad values that we already hold mm. um, and then made it and changed it to more of a leadership style of the Teen Advisory Council. Great. Yeah. And now my role, actually, I think no offense to whoever from the Launchpad is listening to this. I think I have one of the coolest roles at the Launchpad. I kind of take youth as they are right now and we together even me myself I build up our leadership skills um so my job I kind of am like the scaffolding to Mm -hmm. the teens on the council um I hold them up so they can do their big ideas and projects and be leaders in their community and then I'm also kind of like the net below so I'm Mm -hmm. like um so the team council is a youth led council. So they make their own decisions. They manage our budget. They tell me what to buy and everything like that. So then I am like, okay, like you're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great until all of a sudden like, Oh, a drop down happens. But then I pick them right back up and put them on their feet and you're doing great. You're doing great. Um, and eventually they'll learn like failure is totally, that was the hardest thing I had to learn even for myself in this council. Yeah. I failed many times even starting it. Um, failure is totally okay, especially with the teens, like even teaching them that our first campaign we'll talk about a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's always a trial and error.
1: Recovering from failure already seems to be the theme for this podcast, given that I did not press
0: record
1: at the beginning. Yeah. So Emma, you were talking about the first one, when when record was not on, you were talking (laughs) about the first campaign that you all put together and, and the successes and failures of it.
3: Yeah. So basically the teen advisory council, we are running four campaigns throughout the school year uh so we are on our second one right now and it's going to be ending relatively soon Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. um but basically our first campaign was really just about learning what we're doing and how to do it because uh there were some successes there were also a lot of failures i think you know like the first event we tried to hold nobody showed up so that was kind of Mm. uh hard but then our second one like 25 people showed up so that was that that kind of gave us a little hope that like, okay, maybe we are actually like making a difference and like impacting the community. But I think, um, one thing from our first campaign that was like very, um, impactful for especially me was, um, we made this pledge wall where basically we went to go talk to a bunch of different schools. So the schools that we went to, Mm -hmm. and we went to talk to the classrooms and basically like kind of like spread our message, uh, talk about what we were talking about. That campaign was uh, Better Together, which is like a take on anti-bullying that promotes like community and unity and stuff like that. When we went to the talk to the classrooms, we asked them to make little pledges like on pieces of paper to like, hey, what's something you can do in your everyday life to be a better person in your community and make a little impact? And it can be something as small as like smiling at someone every day. Mm-hmm. And we gathered over 500 of these pledges from wow. three schools. That's great. Which is quite a lot considering how small we were and like how nobody really knew about us. So it was really, really cool to make that impact.
2: Right. Right. Just considering how difficult it is just to get to people get people to comment on Instagram. It's uh that's a huge five hundred comments basically. You've
1: said that that was a success and a failure. What what was not what didn't work about that what 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 do you feel like you could have done better or what was I mean, disappointing?
3: We were just kind of learning and kind of step like lear, like stepping our way through what are we doing? how are we going to go about doing everything because right. uh, we definitely learned a lot of lessons like we have to um definitely promote our events a lot more and stuff like that and try and reach a wider community because uh you know some of some of our things didn't go as well. Some of our things went really well, so there's there are definitely some. There, there were like a lot of successes and failures in that campaign, but it was a really good growing point for us. Mm-hmm. I think we're pretty, we're like a lot better off considering. And yeah, our next campaign, like the one we're doing right now is uh, we're doing like drug and substance abuse and um, bringing awareness to the problems that that's affecting, how that's affecting teens. And we're going to try and talk to teens about how um, to make better connections in their lives. Mm and
0: stuff like that because you want to elaborate (laughs) um yeah so I can say a little bit so what we decided as a group to call this campaign um is the tough talk Mm. um so although it's substance abuse and everything else like that it's a tough talk it's a tough subject um I can say and then Shannon if you want to say about your part as a teenager but like for adults it's a tough talk to talk to your teenagers about it's not it's not a comfortable thing, and it's also like you have to control like your actions. Because I know, like from you know growing up, like it's it definitely there. It's everywhere, especially yeah. now this generation. It's everywhere. It's on the corners. It's mm-hmm. in schools. It's in lockers. It's in backpacks. Yep. It's everywhere. Um, and so we are actually having a event on January thirtieth. Um, and we are having Stacia Rivera come in, and she's I don't she's in our community. She's amazing. She um, has many different roles. Um, so she is a wellness youth advocator, um, for substance abuse, and she does a lot of brain training and everything like that. So she's going to be a speaker and she's going to hold a presentation for us. Um, and then have a Q and a, like an open discussion with Mm -hmm. parents and students. So we want both of them to come. Um, they're going to be in the same room. They're going to get the same exact presentation. And then parents and students can ask her for advice either on like what to do or how do I approach this with my child or for even the child, like how do I talk to my parents about this? As, yeah, what's your, what's yeah. your role
1: in, in this campaign, Shannon?
0: Um, I'm actually one of the campaign, I guess you could say like a campaign
4: manager, nice. um, like mm-hmm. the head of the campaign. Um, basically, my role is to just understand how we want to approach this message, giving it to the younger kids, because we're going to a middle school where right now actually having like an epidemic there. It's getting like really out of hand.
1: Of, so, of w- drug use and alcohol yeah. use. Yeah.
4: Um, so we're just trying to talk to them as those, you know, like very down to earth, like – true like high schoolers who just want to tell them like the right way to go about it Mm -hmm. and basically tell them like emma said like we're trying to make them like find a connection because as um we actually had a meeting with and she explained to us it's really all about connection because if you think about no matter if it's peer pressure or um they see it around them or any Mm -hmm. any kind of any reason for them using it has to do with like the lack of connection yeah. That they have in their life, no, like in anything, whether it's sports, family, friends, they're like with themselves, all of that.
1: Yeah, the the phrase out there, you may, and, and maybe Stacia said this, you know, that the the antidote to addiction is is connection. Yeah, that's another one of those that I'm gonna have
2: to. Go Molly on. said that, right?
1: To yeah, Molly again. Molly again might have said that. Yeah, I'll have to look that up again. So what what made you choose to be involved in a leadership level at on that campaign, Shannon?
4: Um. I think this one, I kind of chose the easiest route, which is, sounds bad, but it's just, it's the truth. Um, This campaign is so, like, prominent right now. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be the easiest to kind of work with and deal with and just kind of be able to talk about in general. Yeah. Because I'm surrounded by it every day when I go to school or when I'm out of school, um, hanging out with, or not even just hanging out, but being near kids that I go to school with. I'm around it every day. So and does, I just thought it would be the easiest.
1: And how does that, how does that affect you seeing drug use in the school or, or among your friends or among your peers? What does that, what does that mean to you? What does that make you think about?
4: Um, honestly, as someone who doesn't do those kinds of things, um, but I don't, I mean, I don't judge others for doing them because, you know, like it's their choice, but um, you kind of just have to Turn a blind eye to it because kids don't listen. Uh-huh. Um, they think that they're invincible, mm. so it's they just think. I'm having hard. To, I don't know that's how to okay. word yeah. this. They just like don't listen and they think that whatever doing is right for them. They know everything. You know, um, it's weird because that's not how it used to be. And I have a ton of siblings, and so I know um, what their experience were like in high school, and it's just so different. Um, Knowing their experiences from the experience that I have, like every day.
1: Yeah, 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 and it has been an increasing epidemic in this community, and it's something that that breaks my heart. I've lost two of the kids that I mentored died of overdoses, and then just a couple of years ago, there those two, you know, very popular. Uh, upstanding kids at, at Bradshaw Mountain High School who, who died of a fentanyl overdose, you know, football players, you know, star students, no mm-hmm. obvious reason for them to go down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah, it breaks my heart. It's too, it's way too freaking young for people to be dying, for kids to be dying. So I'm really glad you guys are trying to raise some awareness and, and hopefully build some connection. Right. Because that apparently Mm -hmm. is the antidote.
3: Yeah. And I think something that Shannon said that's very important is like not necessarily judging those people for what they do, because there's obviously many reasons that they could have gone down those paths. Um, But like emphasizing how they could possibly get out of those situations and how they could possibly change for the better, even if it's not an immediate change, because it's nearly impossible to make someone just stop doing those things. But um, trying to make them not make them, like, uh, influence them to make, uh, make new connections with people that could influence their lives a bit better and, um, kind of change their lives in a better way.
1: So it's a full, it's a full on cultural change. It can't just be, I it has, mean, to be, has to be, the culture of the school, it has to be the culture of the peer group. It can't, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah.
3: not, it's not just a simple like, Hey, don't do drugs. That's not how you right. solve problems.
1: Right. We've been yeah. working on that since Nancy Reagan said, just oh, say yeah. no.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm I'm curious how uh, your campaign is connecting with the school cultures. Are you working with school administration as well as as talking directly with the kids?
0: Um, yeah, I've had a couple phone meetings with principals all around Yavapai County because Yavapai County is actually above the national average of teen pregnancy, um, teen drug use, um, teen suicide. It's really yeah. it's insane. Um, Arizona
1: is 14th in the nation for teen suicide. Mm -hmm. um, And we're, our county is the second, has the second highest teen suicide rate. I'm not okay with that.
0: Yeah. And I'm not okay with that. And schools are not okay with it either. They're more than willing, like they need, they want someone to come in. And one middle school I'm working with um, that TAC is working with specifically um wants us to come in i kind of like pitched him an idea and this was in the very beginning yeah. and he's like please like this would be so cool um especially like teenagers they like especially working at the launch pad like middle schoolers the younger kids yeah. love high school students they love mm-hmm. them they want to be like them they want to dress like them they want to talk like them yeah um so and our teen advisory council is like actually very diverse um that we have athletes we have um ap students we have you know skateboarders we have like every teen has a different hobby different social circle and it's really cool um and they want to be leaders in their social groups yeah and so they intact like we're reaching every kind of click we're not just reaching one click we're reaching every different kind of click um so we're actually at the end of the month going into the school um and the teens are going to talk to them about like what it's like in high school and like substance use in high school, um and then we're actually doing a school population survey um so the teen advisory council made a survey that every student in that school will take, yeah um about substance use um when they started, how often they do it, mm-hmm. kind of
1: to get the information to 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 target the mm-hmm. the campaigns a little bit more or.
0: I think yeah, target the campaigns and it's even the school is very interested. Um, we're wondering because the survey is gonna be like implemented by teenagers, yeah. by our teen mm-hmm. advisory council, because they have like they do national the pie does national surveys all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to do to have one brought to them by by teenagers, are they gonna be more honest? Are they you know, are they gonna tell the truth? Yeah. Um, so we're wondering what the teen advisory council can play with that too. What
2: role? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys will have to come back after you do the survey and, and let our listeners know how it goes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm curious, you know, what the adult listeners are thinking right now. You know, we we sort of debunked the myth that teenagers are lazy. We debunked mm-hmm. the myth, you know, already that teenagers don't care. I'm, I'm learning that middle schoolers think that high schoolers are totally awesome. I don't think the high schoolers had anything to do with me when I was in middle school. I don't remember knowing any of them. mm they were so big, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Emma, how did what what made you get involved with the Teen Advisory Council? What what drove you to do that? Were you just like padding your resume so you can get into college? <laughs> you know, what's the what's the deal?
3: So I was actually, I've, I've been connected with the launch pad for a really long time since I think like sixth or seventh grade and I'm in 11th grade now. So it's been like at least like five years yeah. and I known Mackenzie personally for a, for a little bit. So, um, she came into my class and talked about it generally. And, uh, I think you mentioned it to me before that. And I said, I was interested. So you, I, I think you coming in kind of set that in stone, like, I really want to do this. Not only like, I, I mean, like, yes, it would be cool on a resume, but also just because I've been looking for an outlet to do something like this for Mm -hmm. a really long time, because for me, um, I've always been into activism and doing things to impact my community. And especially like even just like small things like in my school, but I really just kind of want to try and make, uh, communities better. It doesn't really matter where I am, but, uh, I think this was a really good outlet for me to be able to do this. And I've tried to stick to it as strongly as possible and be extremely dedicated because I really care about even making a small impact on the community.
1: That's awesome. That's Mm -hmm.
2: awesome.
1: I remember, um, I remember being 14 or 15 and, and being really clear that I had something to offer, that I had, you know, a, a clarity of vision, that I had some, some passion around the things that I saw in my community that weren't working that well. I mean, this is. I look back and be like, oh, God, littering was our big environmental problem back then. You know, right. it's like that was, um, But I, yeah, I felt like I wanted to do something and it was so frustrating because for me, most of the adults around me just sort of patted me on the top of my head and were like... That's cute. You know, and I got involved in, I got involved in student government. I got involved in kind of the traditional, um, leadership paths for, for somebody who was my age and passionate and it just kept bumping up against this sort of glass ceiling that, you know, nothing I did really made that much of a difference.
2: Well, it sounds like for you, and I've heard some of your stories from the, that time, that adults weren't willing to hear from teens. And the Teen Advisory Council, part of what you guys do is advise adults on teen issues.
0: So how how is that going? I, you know, I've been talking to some of my friends about this because they also, I like tell them about what I'm doing. And they're like, when I was a teenager and even when they said they were a teenager, we we're like, all we cared about was hanging out with our friends, like, mm-hmm. oh, I got some money, you know, I'm working, I'm not really I'm not, I was never up to date on politics. I was never up to date on like what's happening in our world today. And yeah. this teen generation is all about that. They know everything that's happening. They want to talk about what's happening, they want a voice in what's happening. And so that's really cool to hear. Um, and so like what I do like They inform me all the time. Like they tell me what's happening in schools. I, you know, I went to high school, went to a small school in Northern Wisconsin. Um, and there wasn't a lot happening there. There wasn't at all. And so I, this generation, they're exposed to so many different new things. Mm -hmm. They have the iPhones, they have, um, the jewels that are going around. They have, you know, all this, they're exposed to so much more, but they truly like want a voice in like what's happening.
3: I think something very important to mention is while, yes, we are trying to advise the adults, they still don't always listen. Like as someone who, as as I mentioned before, I do a lot of activism and a lot of times adults just don't take me seriously, Uh, especially in ones that have uh, in recent years become mainly influenced by young people. Um, I have a lot of adults tell me, oh, you don't have the need to be to be involved in those things. Uh, Why do you even really care? You should just let the adults take care of it. But. The reality is that this is our kind of future and we want to make an impact as big as we can um, before it's too late. So <laughs> Yeah. We we just kind of want to get it started earlier. <laughs> awesome. Nice.
1: Awesome. Let's take a let's take a little break just with that and just kind of let that sink in. You mm-hmm. heard from you know a passionate teenager who's saying, Let's get something happening before it's too late. We're gonna take a little break with the Rocket Feather podcast. Thank you so much for listening. All right, welcome back everybody to the Rocket Feather podcast, the multi-generational Rocket Feather podcast. We've got uh, two middle-aged folks in the room, one young adult and two teens. And then we got some old cats scurrying around somewhere out, out in the hallway. But we're here with
0: Kelly, Emma. Mackenzie Shannon
1: awesome and I'm Charles Matthews and Kelly you had a, you had a question for the group
2: yeah I I just was really curious um, there's been a lot of teen activism in the last two or three years with the the Parkland group and the new Green deal the Green New Deal and and Greta I'm curious if you are if you guys are inspired by these other groups groups and, and where you see the teen advisory council
3: going? I mean, as I've kind of mentioned before, I have been involved in a lot of activism in the past and a lot of those, um, teen led, uh, kind of campaigns or I don't know how to word that. Movements. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, a lot of those, especially those ones are the ones that I've, um, been strongly involved in and uh generally like they they are for me at least huge influences because that's something that i really want to do at least in my future as well i do really want to make like an impact in the world in some way even if it's not specifically in this community hmm. but i think this is a good place to start uh <laughs> but i i don't know i'm not exactly sure uh i'm sure Mackenzie has a lot of visions for this student advisory council but for me i just kind of want to See how much we can impact this little town in in Yavapai County, and see how far we can get with it. I'm just I'm kind of keeping the future open, but I hope we can get far.
1: Yeah. So, Shannon, what about you? When you see Greta Thunberg, you know, on the on the steps of the of the Congress or addressing the UN, or you see you know David Hogg from from Parkland, do you do you keep track of those folks? Or are they inspirational? Do you get frustrated?
4: Um, no, I'm all for it. I see here, and I think, like, that's, make like, amazing. Like, I, why aren't I doing that? Like, mm. you know, um, like, I could have, like, the same impact. Like, I'm all for it. Um, uh, like Emma said, like, I'm, I'm sure Mackenzie has a ton of visions. I'm kind of just, like, here for the ride and I will do, like. I will make like my mark while I can because I mean I am a senior so I'll be graduating soon and leaving for college and I would gladly come back and like help with all these um things but um like Emma said earlier, we're kind of like running out of time for a lot of things in this like on yeah. earth <laughs> yeah um so like we need to get to it before it's too late so
1: right eleven eleven years now we got eleven years to get to carbon neutrality yep. We gotta... like,
4: those are the kinds of things that, like you said, like fresh me. Like, of course, I want to do like those things. And it's kind of hypocritical for, hypocritical for me to be like, oh my gosh, like no one's doing anything about it. But like, I do get like frustrated that I'm like... We, like, does no one understand? Like, right. where, like, where do we stand with those kinds of things? Like, I see it everywhere, like, on Twitter, on Instagram, like, through my Snapchat, on Facebook. Like, I even have the news app on my phone. Like, every day I get, like, um, news updates, and it's the same update every day. Mm. And it's talking about, like, the Trump, like, the debriefing of the impeachment. But I'm like, of course, that is a big thing that's, like, happening right now. But, like, there are much more important and time-sensitive like sensitive things.
1: Yeah. And you feel frustrated, scared, angry? Um, Like all of those things, honestly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I definitely feel the same as Shannon. Like, I feel like since I live in such a small town and uh, and stuff like that, I can't have much impact. But I think the Teen Advisory Council is at least a little bit of an outlet for Mm -hmm. at least, you know, our little community in that sense.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, it sounds like you guys are really building your skills, too, that... You're taking on pretty sizable issues already and doing what you can do. But you're all you're learning skills that you're going to take into college and then take beyond college. I would love to see where you guys are in five years with your ability to make an impact.
4: Yeah, um, honestly, like I do too. Like I wish I could see into the future, see where I'm going to be like impacting um, the world in five years, like Emma said, like I think, um, I want to impact bigger than just Prescott and Yavapai County, but like right here's I think a really good place to start, especially with tech.
0: That's yeah. great. And tech, the leaders in tech are just amazing. Like they're learning communication skills, they're learning mentorship um, with each other and with adults, they're mentoring me. It's pretty crazy. And, and so they're learning so much and they're doing so much in their communication. They're learning to talk to big groups. Um, they're learning to talk to small groups. They're learning how to confront conflict, um, confront these big issues and take on like what they can do because they can do every single person in the council is an amazing leader. Um, and advocate to their community.
2: Yeah, you guys are going into other schools. Is that scary to go into a other school that's not your school and talk to your peers?
4: Um, So far, we actually haven't gone into, like, different schools. I've just been to my school, and I think Mm -hmm. we all kind of do, like, our own little work in each of our schools um that is kind of scary because it's like you know everyone or like even if you don't know them you see them in the hall and
3: they're like what are they doing in my classroom like you know um but that's almost worse getting up in front of the people you're you're kind of afraid you're kind of afraid they won't take you seriously because they know you especially in my school I go to a fairly small school so like I know everyone Mm -hmm. and a lot of people were just kind of like looking at me like why should I listen to you but uh, with help from some of my teachers, I definitely got the messages across. <laughs>
2: I think does, that's incredibly courageous. Does it does it feel kind
1: of socially risky? I mean, you know, part of part of being a teenager to a certain extent is like this, like, I'm going to be a little cynical. I'm going to be a little cool. One of the ways to deal with the ongoing trauma of like not being listened to by adults and the ongoing trauma of like what's going on in the world is to play it cool and to not care. Is it OK for your peers that you care
4: um, I do agree with you. That's the kind of thing. Like I'm a little wary about, um, cause it's like, is it like the cool thing to do or like how to like go about like approaching that kind of situation? But I've had like a really big leadership role in my school, um, Or I don't want to say really big, like go ahead, go ahead, own it, own it. (laughs) Leadership role in my school for like a few years because I am part of like student council and then like other things. Um, So it's like I kids do know that like I do stand for like different things Mm -hmm. with different groups, but like coming in there alone, um, or even with people that like freshmen like um, into senior classes where they don't know the freshmen and they only know me. um, It is kind
3: of hard to. Be like, kind of promote what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, in my school, it's small enough and we have like a strong enough community that there's not so much judgment. And uh, most of my friends and like all of my teachers are incredibly supportive of what I'm doing here. Like, they're all like, oh my God, go Emma, you're impacting your community and stuff like that. But th- I mean, there are always some people who are pretty cynical about it and they they don't always want to listen. And they kind of like think like, Oh, that's kind of weird that you're doing all that, that that you're doing that thing. But honestly, you just kind of have to keep going. Like you don't, don't take all the judgment. Don't take all the the negativity. Focus on the positive things that are happening.
1: Great. I think it's probably a lesson that, that uh, adult adult activists need to keep hearing as well.
3: Yeah. You have to somehow be tough
2: and stay vulnerable.
1: Mm. Why do I have to be
2: vulnerable? I think
4: vulnerability kind of keeps you open to ideas. If that makes sense. I don't, quite know how to word that but I think
3: I think it also gives you a sense of like relatability Mm. because Mm -hmm. a big part of activism and getting people to listen to you is having like being relatable in a sense so that's one reason that for me like those uh teenage run movements are so um important to me because those those teenagers aren't just kind of like standing there just saying what they want to say they're they're getting emotional they're they really mean what they say and they they have that vulnerability and relatability that Makes me want to support them and get involved. Mm.
1: I, you know, I totally agree. I'm I'm two generations removed from Greta Thunberg, but man, when she when she gets passionate and starts, you know, almost crying in front of the U.N., I'm just like I'm I'm right there with her. I'm right there with her.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah fantastic. And you worded that incredibly well, Shannon.
3: Yeah. <laughs> vulnerability Mm
1: -hmm. lets new ideas in and that's that's really important that's one of the the things we talk about a bunch it's what it's what brene brown talks about have we we gotten this far into the podcast without mentioning brene
2: brown uh yeah it's amazing we talk about her all the time yeah 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 yeah. we're huge fans Mm -hmm. do you want to talk about the the other um the other events or campaigns
3: So the next campaign that we're doing is uh, healthy relationships. Is that the next one? Yeah, after substance. Yeah, so after the. I think you should.
1: I think you should title that healthy relationships question mark.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just not quite sure if if we've decided on a name for it yet. So.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we haven't decided on a name. Um, but healthy relationships in teenage communities communities it kind of it's like a whole. It's covering all the bases. It's covering teen pregnancy. It's covering teenage relationship abuse it's covering you know all sorts of stuff safer sex
1: consent yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: that's that's
3: one of the main things we started with the idea of teen pregnancy but we decided to expand it to include just a general healthy relationships so it can be romantic or platonic or any of those things because one thing that's very important about being a teenager because uh at this point in our lives we're so vulnerable and we're still learning is learning how to be in healthy relationships and how to uh, recognize ones that maybe aren't very good. So I think that's very important. So even
1: even healthy, go ahead.
3: I was just going to say
2: that sounds really powerful because it's back in our day, back in the olden days, it took us like 20 or 30 years to figure that out. So if you guys can help each other figure it out in a year or two, there's, like, a whole bunch of BS you won't have to put up <laughs> with. And that frees you up to do your activism and, and live your lives.
0: Yeah, and with that one, too, I'm really excited. Um, the campaign leaders of that group are talking about doing, like, a short documentary film oh, of cool. a sort um, with teenagers. So they want to interview teenagers on camera and then also interview healthcare workers and kind of make a little short video on it. Um, so I'm really excited to see yeah, where those campaign I, leaders
3: take it. I'm too. one of the leaders yeah. on that campaign. Yay. So, uh, and then the campaign after that is going to be mental health and suicide awareness, which is kind of a heavier topic, but yeah. I think we'll be able to handle that pretty well at that point.
1: And they, they all seem really tied together. Right? I mean, you were talking Shannon about, you know, the connection being the antidote to, to substance abuse you know, healthy connections are clearly the, the center of healthy relationships. And then, man, if we can all be there for one another in in despair and loneliness and, and, you know, even mental health, mental illness, maybe we can prevent some suicides. I would really like not to be in second place for teen suicides in the state. Yeah. I don't would, want to be in first would. place. I want to be in like four to other 14 counties. I want to be in like 15th place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and with all our campaigns, it kind of ties back to our first campaign. So our first campaign was um, the anti-bullying, but we called it Better Together. And the whole yeah. the whole uh, vision of that was that teenage teenagers need to stick together. Like they make each other, and they build our community stronger. Yeah. Um, and that kind of is what the Teen Advisory Council is all about. Like teenage communities and like yeah. to stick together. And so kind of even these next campaigns that are coming up it still is holding yeah. that vision of we are better together.
2: Yeah and you were saying you've got kids from all different you know kinds of teenagers mm-hmm. if you will and that occupy different roles in in a, in a given school. How's that working? How's that um how's that coming along? Now how long have you guys been This this go around. When did you start Um, again? The second time
0: we started in early September. So so you've got almost six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I guess you guys can talk on that part. That's all. I
4: mean, yeah, I think it's really different coming from one of the bigger schools. I am like working with kids that I've never like got to work with. The kinds of kids that I never got to work with before. Um, like we have those same, I hate to keep saying kinds, like, I don't know Mm -hmm. how to, different, different different styles, um, yeah, different styles of kids, um, the, like, what you have, like, all of those at my school, um, them coming from different schools and, like, working together, we have such, and I've learned such different cultures in each of our school, um, just the way we go about our days is so much different, the way we talk, um, the way, like, we address certain situations, um, Our day-to-day lives are just so different. So coming together is really cool. I
3: learn a lot from like them Yeah, yeah. I, I think Shannon like the last sentence that she said was really good Like we learn a lot from each other mm. because we all kind of even if we go to the same school and are generally like in the same groups We still bring a lot of different perspectives to situations because we all come from different backgrounds we all come to, from come from different uh, situations in life and stuff like that so like even on that level, like it's not even just like the schools and like what cliques we fit into. It's also like just generally like who we are as people. Um,
1: and you, and you guys are seeing that as a, as a, um, as a benefit, as a, as a strength.
3: Yeah. We, I I don't think we've ever really had problems because of these differences. We never really had like, like fights or arguments or like big, like disagreements about things. We generally all kind of Even if there's like small disagreements about like a specific like how we'll word something, but it's everyone kind of participates together and um, we use our differences to find um, a lot of new outlets and new ideas Mm -hmm. to bring to uh, what we do.
2: Yeah, there's been social research that shows that the more diverse a group is, the better solutions they come up with and the more the same all the members of the group are the the worst you know they they miss opportunities because they all think the same way yeah. so i'm curious what you guys think a like
1: as, as as a white man i want to just be like huh. No, I know. It's, it's great. That's, that's, it's, uh, what's wrong with you? I know. Exactly. Exactly. I, the, the, you know, the research and, and your guys' lived experience of living into the power of, the power of diversity and the power of working toward a common goal with a bunch of different people. That's, that's awesome. And I just, I just wish the adults could do a little more of that.
2: Yeah, we could definitely do better. I'm just curious, can you think of any surprises that have come up from working with a, a diverse group of, of people?
4: I can't think specifically, but I think like I was very surprised at how well we kind of all communicate because, of course, we come from different schools and like very, very different cliques, if you want to say, um, how well we can just interact with each other.
2: Did you assume that it would be more difficult
4: um, I think I just figured it would be weird.
3: Mm. And uncomfortable, first, kind Yeah, of. like really yeah. uncomfortable.
4: And at first it kind of was because I had never met, like, those, like, I have never met Emma until six yeah. months ago. Um, or any of the kids that came from a smaller, like, private school who, like, are have seven hours of homework every night. Oh, wow. Like, wow. <laughs> Ouch. Um,
1: how, do I, how do I speak to them?
4: <laughs> <laughs> and just the, like, way they go about it is, like, a lot different than we do, but we... I don't think there was anything, anything super difficult about
1: it. That's great.
3: Yeah, I don't think. I, I mean, like, I, I kind of agree with Shannon about how kind of surprising it was. How well we got along together, and like how well we like managed to run this pretty like smoothly, even at first. Like, like we we kind of just went along with it, and we didn't have many complications in our group dynamic. But um, I think I think that generally just kind of i don't know how to word this properly i think that generally just kind of shows how um how really like we aren't so entirely different even if we do come from all these entirely different backgrounds and schools and stuff we aren't entirely different and a lot of us can come to a common ground about things that we are passionate about Mm -hmm. which i think teen advisory council is that's kind of what it's all about and i think that was like i wasn't expecting that we wouldn't get along i just thought there would be a little bit of hard time um, getting it picked up off the ground and getting it kind of like rolling smoothly and us working together like as well as we do.
1: Yeah. It reminds me of something that um, Simon Sinek, who I'm a, a huge fan of, he's a guy that does a lot of talks and, and leadership presentations and he's worked with the Pentagon and, you know, all of the top companies around the world and his latest book is about the infinite game talking about mm-hmm. how, Finite games are games where you know all the rules and there's a set time limit and blah 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 blah. But life and
2: there's is, winners and losers. Right.
1: Right. But life is a life is an infinite game. Relationships are an infinite game. You don't win at relationships, you don't win at family. But one of the things he talks about for managers to do is to come up not managers, leaders, is to come up with a compelling vision. And it, and that's what people can come around. And that's what I'm hearing from you all is that there's this, there's this vision that everybody's, even if everybody's different, they're at least all passionate about the same thing, or at least the similar thing. Is that, am I getting that right?
2: Yeah. 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 Everybody's buying into the vision. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I
1: agree. And you all kind of, a couple of you just pointed at Mackenzie. I don't know. Yeah. Is, it, is she, is she the
3: compelling vision? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of brings it with her. And yeah. Then we just kinda of follow along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean I mean like it usually how most of our meetings go is we kind of just like Mackenzie brings up what we want, like what she wants us to decide on. And she kind of gives us the inspiration to find what we actually want to do. And she she comes up with great taglines for all of our campaigns. All the titles come from her. I give her the credit. Uh,
2: she's a wordsmith, huh? Yeah,
0: she's really good at doing that stuff. I, I don't know about that. Some, I mean, of, some of you are like, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> but I it's mean, so hard with your accent sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really, I still don't hear it.
3: But <laughs> I mean, I mean, like she kind of just pulled us all together with her general vision of what, uh, TAC is. And I think that kind of gave us all the inspiration to do what we're doing right now. And, uh, she kind of helps us get through everything that we do.
1: Great. Well, let's take another little pause and Mm -hmm. think about who the, uh, who the inspired visionary person is in your life. Maybe it's you. Hopefully it's you. Hopefully you have an inspired vision for yourself. We'll be right back with the Rock and Feather podcast.
2: And we're back with teenagers and awesome young people here at the Rocket Feather podcast. And one of the questions we were really curious about is in all your work to make Prescott a better place and make your schools a better place, what could Prescott be doing better for young people?
4: Um, personally, I don't think Prescott holds a lot of opportunity for young people. Granted, it is a retirement community, mostly, um, but it doesn't hold a lot of opportunity for kids to stay here and, you know, get a really good paying job to be able to support themselves or just things for kids to do on the weekends. Like, that is, it sounds really like minimum or minimal mm-hmm. but it's like a serious struggle like, like
2: there's a skate park and nothing else
4: yeah and we don't even go over there because it's like those aren't our kind of people like mm-hmm.
2: i don't skateboard
1: like yeah, right. um, the adults are kind of taking over the skate
2: park there's yeah. a bunch of older people there. yeah Saw a bunch yeah. of videos of like middle-aged ladies doing some pretty cool tricks out there <laughs> on roller skates yeah
1: so, so more, more activities for teens and more and more economic
2: opportunities for young adults. Is that, that what you're talking about? Yeah. So um, you don't have to leave town to make a life for yourself?
4: Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, like, that's the only way I see myself being successful is to leave Prescott. And I'm not a huge fan of Arizona, so I'd love to leave Arizona in general, but just Prescott um, – it's just like not the place for young people. I don't think a lot of teens see themselves growing here. Mm-hmm. And if they do um, stay here, it's almost like looked down upon by like other teens. Like, oh, you're staying here. Like, mm-hmm. oh, look. Um, and even themselves. I think everyone gets a little bit disappointed when they are going to stay here and go to a community college just because they're staying in Prescott, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, you asked like, what a change? Like, what we want to see like change? I think it depends on like the adults also we want to see like a change from the adults um like I mentioned before like it is a retirement community and older people are very set in their ways so I think it would take a lot um but like my thoughts on it is like they need to change so that like they can help us change Mm. I think they need to be more open-minded and I think they need to be able to accept that things aren't um the way they used to be. Mm.
1: So, like I you were think... saying earlier, they've got to be—they've got to be vulnerable to let new ideas in.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think for me, um, generally, like I kind of agree with Shannon about the limited opportunities in Prescott. But I think the main message that I kind of want to put out to the Prescott community, and especially older people in regards of younger people, is just listen. Mm-hmm. Because oh. a lot of times um, we're kind of undermined because of our age, and that happens everywhere. But I think especially in Prescott. There's kind of a mentality that um, we aren't exactly the, I don't know where this, um, we, we aren't the teens to, we aren't exactly the teens to make change, but that's just because they're doubting us. I think we definitely can make a change if we want to, and I just really want them to listen to us, listen to us if we want to, um, if if we want to make some changes in just the city in general, I think they, sh- that we should be a heard voice because Even though it is uh, a majority of a retirement community, we still are a fairly big part of uh, this town. I I just really wish we were heard by adults more because there's a lot of issues that we are also facing where we're not taken seriously, especially in regards to like problems like drug and alcohol abuse and mental health and stuff. Because, I mean, like the schools a lot of times say that they're going to try and fix the problems, but then nothing happens. And we want something to happen, but then nothing really does come out of it because they don't listen to what we want yeah you
2: guys are under siege and then you're working hard to try to help and you're not being taken seriously
0: yeah and that's that's kind of the whole mission and vision of not only the teen advisory council but the launch pad like that's what that's how the launch pad started is because our director Courtney Oster felt like saw that need in the community that Teenagers need a voice, and that's we are a youth-led teen center. So we actually have 10 teenagers on our board um, who outvote our adult members on our board. They are in charge of their programs. They are in charge of everything. Um, They are kind of our boss. They tell us what to do. And we just provide the support again for them because we do – our mission is that our youth – our is the future. Our youth is the future. Yeah. Um, and we need to realize that as a community and support them um, because they are definitely more capable than we give them credit for.
1: Another question I have is what would you tell your peers? What do you want your peers to hear?
3: It's, it's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's such a simple that's, question, but it's really hard to answer. Because I think generally like the message of the Teen Advisory Council um, the kind of like the message of we're better together and we need to stick together as a community, even if we are so different from each other, we need to stick together as the youth of this town of this, of like the schools and stuff like that. And like, we don't necessarily have to make a difference like you individually, but if we all um, work together and kind of make those connections and make that community very strong, I think that we can definitely make some sort of impact. What would um,
2: school culture be like if everybody was open to that?
4: I think it would be open it would open. It would be so much more inviting. Um, I think it would solve so many problems, like the problems with like mental health and like um anxiety is like a huge um bigger problem than it or I guess a more recognized problem now than it was before. I think that would help. yeah. Like,
1: so is that is that your message to your to peers as well, Shannon, get together, group together. Work together.
4: Yeah. Just like be more accepting. Um, it's not as hard as it looks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just was remembering this quote and it's a really common quote out there, but this, what, what, uh, Emma and Shannon are saying reminds me of this, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed. It's the only thing that ever has. You guys have probably heard that I'm mark.
4: Sure we could put that
1: <laughs> nah, on a t shirt. I've Do you guys do you guys do you guys have a better together t shirt
3: Yeah, uh, we don't. We're, we're actually thinking of that. Out. Out. We're <laughs> gonna we're gonna be designing t shirts for talk pretty soon. Yay. We, we are actually know. looking for a quote. And that's well, why I, I just look looked
4: at Mackenzie because that's that's it. There <laughs> we
3: go. I think that's there we it. Yeah. yeah. So remind
1: us again you've got a you've got this event coming up. Um, Remind yeah, us the dates so and times is, and what that's about.
0: Yeah. So it is, um, again, January 30th at six o'clock um, and it's at our new building, the Launchpad. It's 426th Street, Prescott, Arizona, 86301. Um, and that is with Stacia Rivera as our speaker, guiding a presentation about teenage substance abuse um, and the tough talk, the tough talk with students, with parents, yeah. with their peers. It's no matter who you're talking to about this, it's a tough talk. It's yeah. a tough subject. Mm-hmm.
1: And when things get tough, if we can do it together, it's a little less mm-hmm.
0: tough. Yeah. yeah. The,
1: idea that, the idea that parents alone can be having those kind of conversations, the idea that teens alone can be having those kinds of conversations.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Let's do it together. Yeah. Let's be yeah. better together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else we should know about that y'all are doing? Anything else that you want to tell the mm-hmm. community about?
4: You just keep up on um, our social media
1: oh. you can find
4: all of our events. And like dates and details on there. Mm-hmm. So,
2: great, yeah. and we can
0: put the we can put links on our page. Yes. great, fantastic.
1: Great. And are there are there more spots on the teen advisory council?
0: We are going to start recruiting teens again in early August.
1: Because Shannon yeah. will be in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're losing yeah. <laughs> there'll be a gap. I yeah, will be a gap.
0: hold holder here, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, yeah.
1: right, right, right. Well, I I went to school in Cottonwood, Arizona. Went to high school in Cottonwood, Arizona. Graduated, fled. Fled Arizona and came back after 15 years of living in upstate New York.
0: I think that's gonna be me fleeing yeah. <laughs> Arizona. I think, the second I think that that's, that's gonna graduated. be the same for me as well. Yeah. And you guys can reach a sky like I yeah. also when I was 18, I left Northern Wisconsin and didn't look back. And but you guys, youth can reach, especially my teen my, my teen advisory council members. They can literally change the world. I have yep. no doubt about it.
1: Absolutely. And leaving leaving your home is part of the hero's journey. Yep. You can't stay here. You gotta go somewhere else, mm-hmm. whether that actually involves leaving town or not. Yeah. So but we look forward for your return. However that however you return to us, we're gonna be
2: excited about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's hope we're still doing this podcast in five years and you guys come back on and tell us what you've been up to. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for being here. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks thanks for having you. Us. yeah thank, thank you. Thank you so guys.
1: Much. Thanks everybody for listening to that intergenerational. Rocket Feather podcast episode we're really curious what comes up for you listeners you adult listeners in particular when you hear the the passion and fear
2: and clarity
1: and clarity of these teenagers and what comes up for you when you hear them say they want to be heard and they want you the adults to listen to them and respect them and to be thinking about their needs do you feel Um, inspired? Do you feel uh, solidarity with them? Or do you feel some resistance coming up because they're young people and you're the older person who who has been around longer? Does any of that come up for you? Or do you just feel kind of inspired to create some more intergenerational relationships?
2: Yeah, because I'd like to challenge you all to think about ways we can make more opportunity in this community for young people. Right now, young people are having to leave Prescott to make their way, as we talked about in the episode, and we're losing that talent. We're yep. losing that energy, and frankly, we could use it. We need it, and to have a community that is only retired people is not sustainable. Right. We need good schools to attract business. If we don't have a town that that works for all generations, That's a problem.
1: And I think on a larger scale, I think what you said is exactly true of all communities, right? Mm -hmm. If we don't have communities that work for all generations, Mm -hmm. whether you're 80 and can't see to drive and Mm -hmm. and need that help, or whether you're 15 and need to see some opportunities for education and support and your schools are funded well, you know, we're, we're gonna go nowhere and we're gonna stagnate. And that's that's a big issue to, to say nothing of climate change. Like if climate change got cured in exactly. the snap of a finger, we would still need to be paying more attention to what all generations, but in particular, these teens are saying, and you and I were just listening to Krista Tippett's mm-hmm. On Being podcast, and we'll, we'll put a link to it in the show notes from a, a social psychologist, social psychologist, brain scientist, S- developmental psychology.
2: Yeah, she's studying the minds of children.
1: And finding that what we kind of know instinctively is true is that adolescents and teenagers are more flexible in their thinking and are more able to adopt new ideas. And that's what we're going to need. Mm hmm. So, thanks for being a part of this episode. Thanks for listening and thanks for taking the time to reflect on what being around teens and adolescents might mean to you, what it means to hear their voices. You know, if, uh, if you can in your community, think about how you can provide more opportunities for, for teens and adolescents, how you can support quality education for everybody. Mentoring. Yeah. If a mentor opportunity, mentorship opportunity shows up for you informally or formally, think about taking that on in the way that Mackenzie and, and Courtney at the Launchpad Teen Center have taken that on. And at a minimum, at a minimum, this is Earl Anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. One of the most important things an adult can do to create a viable next generation is to smile at a teenager. Yes, it will freak them out.
2: It might feel a little scary. It, give them a smile. Say hi.
1: It helps them feel seen. Yeah. And part of the community. Yep. And we are so glad that you are part of our community. Thanks so much for listening to the Rocket Feather podcast.
2: We are so thankful.
1: Follow us on Instagram and tell a friend. Yeah. Until next time, it's uh, probably safe to leave the rocket at this point.